Facial recognition scanners are coming to the Philadelphia International Airport, and the Swan Pole Power 200 is out. What does it all mean? Tune in to Tool Time right now. I'm Tom Tool. She's Jess Lyon. We are back on Tool Time with some exciting news from the real estate industry across the country, even a little bit of Canada, as well as big news. And this, this to me, is a, a great story to lead with of what's going on in the Philadelphia International Airport. So they finally got into 2020 technology because Hello. I can do this on my iPhone to unlock it. Facial, pay for things. Well, besides pay for things. Facial recognition scanners are being used at three gates, yep. and they're going to roll it out and be a little more robust in, in how the test goes. It's a pilot program. What do you think about all this, Jess? When things like this come up, I notice that there is initially a lot of apprehension. But with this, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to streamline the process because when I'm in the airport, at least, it takes forever to get even board the plane. Do you have pre-check? No. What, pre-check? Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> Keep going. So if I can go up and, like, they could just scan my face, they verify it's me, I can hop on the plane, that's so much easier. So I think this is a great thing. And since they rolled it out in 2017, they actually apprehended seven people who were imposters, um, impersonating someone who they actually were not. So it's all about your safety. So I really don't see why people would not be down for this. Well, to, to me, it's it's almost too late, right? I mean, if when when the iPhone is beating security airports. measures at the airports, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because mm -hmm. Apple's a very innovative company. It also tells me that there's room for improvement with security. Um, there's a lot of stress in flying, so you don't you don't even know what pre-check is, which is a great example. So, TSA pre-check is that you get like a criminal background check done. And then you can skip the security line. There's a, there's a TSA pre-check only line, literally in the, in the airport within five minutes once you get there. And I think that's a terminal that C now. Great. They've moved it around. And I think that they have it a couple other places. So what I find is the biggest issue is uninformed and unprepared travelers mm. where they're walking in. They're trying to check in. They don't know what their confirmation number is to get their boarding pass. That, that slows down the line a lot. So if you can take the control out of the traveler's hands – it's always going to make it faster because these people, like some of them, they just they, they come in, they're like I don't unpacking their lot, suitcase so I don't know. when they check in because yeah. the bag's too heavy. They don't know the rules and regulations. Uh, this to me is for security measures, no brainer. I mean, yes. you, you said they caught imposters, right? So think about all those people that have like fake documents. They get like a counterfeit passport, right? I mean, these are criminals that do this. So if we can stop those people from flying, knowing why we have to even go through this sort of pre-check and all this stuff in the first place, it makes a lot of sense. I just wish they would roll it out sooner, right? Because I, 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 it starts the 21st, right? And um, it's a 45-day pilot program. So I want to know when it's going to get rolled out permanently. I mean, I get the pilot. I don't know that it should even really take that long. I mean, I'd like to see a goal of like, hey, by July, we're going to have it at all the terminals. Yeah. And the article that I was reading was saying that um, travelers, the amount of travelers is supposed to double by 2036. So Putting this into place in the next few years is definitely going to make the process a whole lot easier. Why, why are travelers doubling by 2036? Was there any intel in there? It says, no, no intel. It just says biometrics network 
SITA similarly says its services will help airports handle the impending travel boom set to double to $7.8 billion by 2036. Well, that's probably a function of how business is done now, where people are traveling a lot more and they're having, you know, two days, consultants coming back. Yeah. Got a Zillow call here. Fantastic. I'm not going to be picking that one up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, this to me is just almost like too late. I mean, I'm just surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, I'm with it. Seems like we're in agreement here. Yes. No brainer. Makes sense. The next story to me is much more interesting. Um, it talks about the Swan Pole Power 200. So if you don't know what that is, um, it's an organization run by Stefan Swanpole. Um, and he comes out with a leadership rankings list that ranked the most powerful real estate leaders in the resident, res, residential areas um, as of the end of the year. And... They make adjustments based on major leadership announcements made after the date and before the release of January 14th. So it's like a margin of error, right? You get you get a two-week margin of error. And they have a criteria that they use, which I'm going to pull up here. So the process is they look at three things. Um, they look at the organization, and that they, they rank them as this is how it goes. So the first round is the organization. They look at leaders, CEOs of organizations that meet the following criteria. Brokerage companies with more than $3 billion in sales, 10,000-plus transactions or 500 agents. Tech companies with at least 100 broker clients, 50,000 licensed agent users and $30 million in revenue, 100 employees, $20 million in funding, or two or more enterprise client relationships like a franchise agreement. And that's the first one. So they just, and, and they look at state associations as well with more than 100,000 members. Okay. Then they look at the activities of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the leadership. So uh, their position, their tenure, the size of the organization, the financial resources. So it's kind of the company and the leader combined. And the third is future impact, where they look at the company's initiatives, planned and announced that are expected to occur in the foreseeable future, and ascertain the significance of those. Uh, so... I find this really, really interesting. I went to the T360 Summit last year. I'll be going again this year. Uh, and what I find most interesting is the way these people got ranked, what it means for the, for the real estate industry. But what do you think about all this? So by this is the first time that I've heard of this. And by my definition, I still think that I am a very new agent. I'm three years in the business learning all the time. And people would say that I'm very new as well. Um, but this is more of a, a helpful resource to me. I do recognize, obviously, a lot of people in the, the top 10, Richard Barton, Gary Keller, um, obviously Tom Ferry. I notice him on there. But it's really cool to look into each person, like even as you get down into like the 100 to 150 and what they're doing differently. Um, so that's just my take on this list. I find it really helpful to just stay in touch with what's going on in the industry. So what, 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 what can someone who's a newer agent because I don't, I don't, new is like six months, right? So who maybe is focusing on building their business rather than what's going on in the industry, which is normal for anyone that's, you know, in the first five or 10 years of their career. Mm -hmm. What, what do you, what do you, what observations do you have of what they can learn from this list? I feel like with a lot of their, there's a lot of tech companies on here, right? Like there's BombBomb and Zillow is all over the place. Looking in, especially if you're new, you should be really familiar with these things and just clicking on each person and reading up on what they're doing, how they're innovating and how you can potentially get on that bandwagon. That's how I would use it. 
So you want to kind of see who's innovating and what, what, like, really just use it as I need to learn more about these people and these companies. Is Correct. What I'm yeah. Well, that, that, How about that's, you? well, that's a really good takeaway because I find that enough people don't focus on their education. So mm-hmm. I love that that's how you're looking at this because yeah. um, my view is a little different. Um, I've been. In selling real estate for, for a, a, a decent amount of time. I mean, I, I hate when people say that, by the way, because I've been selling real estate for X amount of years. Like, you, you get a gold star. It doesn't really matter unless you do something with it. Yep. The point is, what I see here, I saw a couple trends in the list. So number one is Richard Barton with Zillow. Zillow has three executives in the top 23 of the list. No other company does. I'm killing it. And then after Richard Barton, what you see is, you see all the, uh, the, the, the CEOs, co-founders, chairmans of the major real estate companies, right? So Gary Keller's number two. He works with Keller Williams. Ron Peltier's number three. He's the executive chairman of Home Services, which is the parent company for Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and, you know, his, uh, the guy on the right, right underneath him is Gino Blafari, which who is a, I, I've had the chance to speak with him numerous times. Really smart guy, one of the best minds in, in real estate. He comes in number 12. He's the CEO. So, I mean, obviously everyone's got a different corporate structure. Then you have Realogy is number four with Ryan Schneider, their president and CEO. Glenn Kelman, president and CEO of Redfin, number five. Contos with Remax, number six. Then NAR is number seven, their CEO, which I'll, I'll get to in a second here. Then you have Compass, Howard Hanna. So the top ten are, the most part are brokerages, with the exception of one tech company and the governing body, sort of, of, of real estate. So that, to me, my, my, my observation there is that there's all the brokerages and there's all the tech companies. And most of the people running the tech companies were like 100 plus mm-hmm. in the list. Um, Greer Allen, major shout out, Greer. Looking forward to Unite. 133, he runs Boomtown. Um, yeah. Connor, the CEO of BombBomb, is 143. I mean, there's there's a lot of tech companies. They're the ones we use. So we're seeing a lot of those guys placed down lower with the exception of Zillow. So what does that mean, right? What that tells me is that Zillow is still the real, the Google of real estate, like we talked about. Yep, it is. Zillow is still setting the agenda that all the other companies are kind of having to pivot to based on the changes they're making. Mm-hmm. Redfin, debatably a tech company. Okay. Uh, because they don't have your typical sort of agent there. They have some stuff rolling out on their website. They, they probably have the best website in real estate, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, debatably you have them, but no one has this the three people in the top 23 like Zillow does, which tells me they are influencing the industry more than anyone. And there's a lot of really smart people on here, a lot of great leaders. Tom Ferry, 61, big shout out. Thank you for – and he's the highest-ranked coach by far. I think well, Buffini's right after him. He's number 62. And then there's some other people that are lower, um, including his dad, who's like 150 or something. So what I see here is that Stefan and his organization have identified, hey, Zillow's setting the agenda right now. So that's where the pressure's on all these other people, where Keller Williams has their their uh, new CRM rolling out, their new mm-hmm. tech piece. Compass says they're a tech company. They tend to buy things. I mean, the, the, the pressure's going to be on them, on, on these other companies, to innovate and catch up with Zillow because right now Zillow is the one that has the most – I mean, you look at the criteria, right? Significance, influence, future plans. That, well, Zillow has a lot of that, but it's already been very well documented what they're looking to do. So um, the future impact to me is, is really, really interesting. So this is just a validation for a lot of stuff we've been saying on the show here that we've been talking about and what Zillow's been doing. And this is an independent third party. Stefan has no skin in the game here. He is a super nice guy. He looks at everything very objectively. 
and doesn't put his opinion into this. This is all based on facts and an evaluation process. So really, really interesting to me, and it just kind of validates what we've been seeing on the, on the front lines here. It really has. I'm definitely going to bookmark this one and look into everybody because it's, it's super helpful. Going to have a lot of free time for looking at all 200 of these people. Not lately, but yeah. Well, you better find some time. I mean, that's a lot. So maybe skip over a few, right? So very, very interesting. Check out the Power 200 if you haven't. And a really good resource for anyone who wants to learn more about what's going on in our industry. For sure. All right. Since today we're recording this, it's MLK Junior Day. I thought a quote would be appropriate, even though this is going to be airing on Thursday. Um, And he says, darkness cannot drive out darkness hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that so we all know dr king's background right i mean he obviously was was a huge advocate of the civil rights movement i mean the leader debatably however you want to look at it so obviously all the stuff he's trying to get away from darkness and hate are two words that were associated with everything with that and when you approach things with a positive mindset right like you could you and you, this applies to a lot of other things like you can be down on yourself like you could be in a dark place because things aren't going well for you. Mm-hmm. Well, sitting there and get, making it worse and piling on the same emotions that you already have or the same thought process that got you there is not going to work. Right. So you have to kind of do the complete opposite to get out of that space. Uh, he summed it up there a lot more eloquently. Same idea. Yeah. I mean, clearly he was referring to prejudice and racism when he's talking about this. But I'm in the same spot as you. I think it really does apply to anything, really. Even if you're... In a business transaction, instead of confronting another agent, for uh, instance, with aggression and just being so forceful, or if you come from a place of, I don't know, just like, we're going to get this done together, or what can I, you know, from a place of happiness and a lot nicer. Love, place of love. love. Thank you. You're going to get farther than you would if you were just being a jerk. I mean, kill them with kindness, right, is the uh, is, is the phrase, or you catch more bees with honey. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's – now, he, his perspective is totally different than anything For I've sure. ever dealt with in my entire life. So let's just be super clear about that. At the same time, it, you know, the, the, there are dark places people go through. There are – there's still hatred out there. It's, it's different kinds of hatred, same hatred, new hate. I mean, it, it's all out there, and the only way to really beat it is – look at, hey, maybe how can I help that person get over what they're feeling? And that and that's a lot of what he did. So um, really great quote, very timely, but also also helps people on a daily basis too. It doesn't have to be applied just Every to how, day. you know, when, when you hear Martin Luther King and what you associate him with, it's not just that particular topic. Absolutely. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.